If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick! Hello, hello, everybody. Or should I say, hello, everybody. <laughs> Good day. Yeah. You're listening to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right uh, here on Radio Free Toronto. No, it's Radio Free Brooklyn, your home for all things poutine. And uh, oh, no. this is the show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come up with incredible, fabulous, scintillating, uh-huh. uh, extraordinary. Uh, you say terrible means large, so I don't want to say terrible, but I'll say terrible. Okay. Ideas for getting rich. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, we take these ideas, uh, after researching them for, uh, minutes, seconds, Mm -hmm. in some cases, hours at a time, uh, and we sit down in a basement and we put them out over the airwaves. For, well, they're not really airwaves, really. They're uh, uh, various uh, wires. Yeah. Um, and uh, we put them out there for you, the listening public. For you, 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 you. Uh, to take. Take. Action. Action. Get incredibly wealthy. Super. We ask for nothing. Well, we ask for one thing. Yes, we do. What's that, Noel? We ask, when you make your millions, when you make your billions, if not trillions, you don't forget your roots. You don't forget where you came from. And you give us 10%, you tithe us. Yeah. That's it. Yep. That's all we ask, 10%, yeah. tithe us. Like the church, the church of getting rich quick. That's right. Um, there Don't. was a little, little uh, Canadian action, little change in the in the thing. I there did was. That. It was a I, surprise. I did that for Noel, a little surprise for Noel. That's and right. why is that, Noel? Because we are airing on Canada Day. That's right. Canada's 150th birthday. Happy birthday, Canada. Mm-hmm. Good going. That's right. It's a big Canada Day out yeah. there. And in three days... We got the 4th of July. Uh-huh. Which is a much bigger day than Canada Day. Uh, 150th, man. That's a big one. Yeah. For a young country like yours. <laughs> I didn't realize Canada was, you know, I assume that's independent an Independence Day. Uh, I think that's probably uh, when they became a Dominion. A Dominion. Yeah. S- meaning, so it's only been a, like... When I, they I became their own country as opposed oh, okay. to just like right. a territory of, of, you know, the UK. When the Queen was kind enough to say, okay... You can you can have your own country now. <laughs> she was kind enough to give it to you. Uh huh. When we, yeah, much like Americans, take what we want. Yeah. How's that working out? Uh, you know, <laughs> right now not so great. Canada, not, yeah. the way they they ran things. <clears throat> yeah, right now not so great. Uh-huh. But you know, generally, you know, you of the dual citizenship. Yep. Uh, I feel you truly embody all that is both Canadian and American at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. I look at you and I sort of get that. Boyish charm and uh-huh. and uh, confidence of uh, yes. Justin Trudeau oh, yeah. up there in Canada. That's a good one. And yet the intelligence and emotional maturity of uh, Donald Trump. Hey, you down know. here in America, <laughs> <laughs> you old pussy grabber, you. Yeah. Um, I want to also, you know, we we do uh, recognize all of these holidays and and traditions and 
cultural institutions quite often on this show, and, 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 and we realized a little late, because we record these shows in advance, that we did nothing for pride. No, we didn't. Um, and I just want to apologize for any of our listeners who were looking for any pride references uh-huh. uh, are bad. We just didn't realize that the show that we were doing when we did it was the one that was going to air on Pride. No, we didn't. Um, but, you know, Canada, uh-huh. <laughs> while an important part of our show in general, yep. because of your relationship with that country. Yeah, that's right. Your, uh, your home, uh-huh. away from home. And because of its mightiness. It's, it's massive mightiness to the north. It's big. It's giant. <laughs> it's big. I'll give it that. You know, its cultural resonance is pretty uh, big, quiet. No, what? What? The amount of you can't even think of actors, uh huh, comics, uh huh, writers, musicians Uh from Canada, uh huh. Half of what you consume down here is Canadian. Half of it? Yeah, half of it. I have a theory as to why. Why? Well, uh, just just like there are a huge number of Jewish comedians and writers and things like that, uh-huh. it's because you kind of have an outsider's view without appearing to be an outsider. So you can have the outsider's view while walking unnoticed through the the masses of American culture. So this, you know, that makes look at you. You're throwing up peace signs like you came up with some deep, yeah. Uh, but what, how does that explain, uh, uh, you know, I mean, look, there was a period, a, uh-huh. sh- a short period there yeah. uh, when you talk about Canadian comedy, right? And, and I assume we talk about what, what the, do you mean? Yeah, the, 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 the SCTV crew and the, early, and the early Saturday Night Live crews, oh, no. ni- 1970s into early 80s. Dude, they're still everywhere. Who? Can- Canadians are everywhere. What, you can't say Jim Carrey. Why not? Because he doesn't count. Well, he is a well, Canadian. He's not funny. I didn't say Jim Carrey, though. You just yeah, brought up but one. But I'm just saying, the he's case. the most recent. And I'll give you Kids in the Hall. He's not the most recent. You're crazy. Okay, I guess Kids in the Hall is the most recent. That's more recent. Yeah. Who's since Kids in the Hall? I don't know. I, 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 you, right. A exactly. lot of them. A yeah, lot of no, them. No. Trailer Park Boys. That show is not funny unless you're Canadian. Oh, that's a good show. <clears throat> but my, my point was is what I was really getting to with that is this idea of the Lauren out- Michaels perhaps you've heard yeah, of him we're talking we're talking 60 Canuke. years ago he's a canoe ta- I know that but we're talking about the Canadians of that er- generation Alanis are- Morissette you ever hear she's of her she's not funny I remember no, 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 Alanis no, but Mor- I, I I I didn't just say funny you just then turned well, it that's into funny I was just talking yeah. about comedians I mean you know yeah you can pick out three or four uh uh there's a lot of oh, okay. You're just you're you know. L- look it up. I know you you grab onto the hook of like the four or five famous Canadians. No 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 no. Do that no that no, you no, can. no no. It's like yeah. Rush. Look it up. Okay, Alanis Morissette. I thought Alanis Morissette was at her best when she was on that uh, uh, Nickelodeon show. The uh, the slime one. Yeah. Uh huh. That was she was good on that. Okay. Yeah. You just like seeing kids covered in slime. You I creep. was a kid you're at a the time. Creep. I am a creep. I'm not going <laughs> to deny that. Um, but you know, while it is a you know, we are celebrating Canada Day today. It is yeah. not the topic today, and no. we're pre-celebrating the Fourth of July, and it's not the topic <clears throat> either. Are we pre-celebrating the Fourth of July? Yeah, I guess with the with the topic, yeah. we are kind of pre-celebrating. We, we are the celebrating of July. North America Week. <clears throat> okay, that's good. I like yeah. that. It's North America Week. Is that going to be on uh, uh, the Discovery Channel? Yeah, it's like, like Shark Week. Exactly. Yeah. North America Week. Yeah, only deadlier. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, have you been, Noel? I have been good. Yeah, you got anything to regale us with? Well, anything happened to you this week? Yeah, so, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, I I told that horrible story about the, we'll, we'll call it a wheelchair. Right. The woman that was using a wheelchair. A walker. A walker as a wheelchair and uh-huh. took a, it, things went downhill yeah. for badly. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yesterday I was walking home from work. Did you see her again? No. no. Uh, and I was walking down 6th Avenue, got my headphones in, listening to the podcasts, and... Uh, Whose podcast were you listening I, to? I think I was li- listening to Mark Barron. Oh, okay. Um, and um, I was probably around 15th or 16th Street, mm-hmm. and... There's some confusion at a corner, and I see, like, a suitcase lying in the middle of the street, and I'm like, what's going on here? And I look, and there is basically, like, a very drunk, most likely homeless fellow uh, with a little puppy in his arms, and he's yelling at uh, this other possibly homeless, probably drunk man with a bike, and then the guy with the bike starts picking his bike up and trying to hit the guy, the other guy with it. While he's holding the puppy. While he's holding the puppy, and they're in the middle of the street with traffic all over the place. Um, And then there's, you know those giant wheelchairs that are not like a walker, but they're almost like a giant elevated lazy boy. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So there's a dude in one of those. The motorized one you're talking about. Yeah, and he's like... Trying to break up the fight by wheeling his wheelchair uh-huh. in between the two of them <laughs> in the middle of the street. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what is going on? Uh, I couldn't figure out what was going on, but the guy kept trying to beat the guy with his bicycle while the other guy in the wheelchair was trying to get in between him with his wheelchair. And then this woman starts freaking out on the sidewalk, and I'm like, what's she doing? And then I realize, like, oh, she's freaking out because this guy's in the middle of the street with his little puppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I take the earphones out, and the guy with the bike is screaming at the other guy, give the dog to somebody. And he's like, no, I just got it. And he's like, no, you can't take care of it. Just give it to somebody. And meanwhile, keeps trying to hit him with his bike. <clears throat> and the other guy keeps trying to get in between them with his wheelchair. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so the guy decides he's had enough of this. Which, so we, which the guy the, the with the dude with the puppy. Uh-huh. So he picks up his... Giant rolly suitcase. Oh, so that was his suitcase. On it was the his suitcase, okay. and uh, he decides he's just going to start walking against traffic in the middle of Sixth Avenue. Uh, <laughs> and so the the other guy with the bike is trying to catch up to him, <laughs> and it end up being a chase down Sixth <laughs> Avenue <laughs> with this guy with his puppy and and rolly wheels uh, suitcase mm-hmm. being pursued by this other dude with the bike. I hope the and guy with the pursuit bike was the, was the, was wheelchair. the wheelchair, the whole <laughs> scooting down the middle of Sixth Avenue. I hope that the guy with the bike uh-huh. was chasing him, not on the bike, but just swinging the bike. He, 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 yeah, he, yeah, basically. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad to see that old New York isn't fully dead yeah. yet. And, and I'm glad to see wheelchairs got redeemed. 
But it wasn't a wheelchair. The issue wasn't a wheelchair. The dude in the wheelchair was in hot pursuit. Yeah, no, 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 no. But he was in a motorized wheelchair. He was in a real wheelchair. It was designed for what he was doing. That's true. Hot pursuit. Yeah, hot pursuit. You know, those things can cruise, man. He wasn't quite keeping up to the dude with with the the puppy. Oh, with the puppy. All right. You know. Yeah, I was like waiting to see how this was going to tie into. uh, You had said that it wouldn't uh, tie into today's topic. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, we can always make it time. Oh, I think we could tie this one in. Um, The guy was carrying a puppy. A a, a tiny dog. uh Uh-huh. It was pretty warm out. Oh, right. So the dog was hot in the summertime. Yeah. Which, of course, immediately makes me think of hot dogs. Uh Uh-huh. And when I have a hot dog... I'm always putting mustard and ketchup and and relish yeah. and or uh, sauerkraut on it. Yep. And those are all condiments, which is our topic today. That's right. Wow. Condiments. How yeah. to get rich with them? Uh-huh. How to spread the riches across a bun? Yeah. That is your life. Wow. You're working on the punchline <laughs> for uh the tagline <laughs> for this show already, huh? <laughs> that was solid. I like that. Yeah. How to spread the riches across the bun of your life. That's right. It's a good one. That's right. Good one. Um, so condiments, Noel. Yep. Uh, here's a little fun fact for you. Oh, okay. I like it. In uh, the most popular condiment uh-huh. in Canada Ooh. is ketchup. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Canadians consume over three kilograms of ketchup uh-huh. per person sure. on average. The U.S., where the where ketchup used to be the number one condiment, it uh-huh. is now number two uh, behind mayonnaise. Uh, they only eat two point two kilograms. Okay, per person. All right. So Watch what that out. what that means to me though, this is what I get from that, right? Yeah. So that's an average amount per person, right? They're just saying this much ketchup has been sold by yeah. way. So there are people who don't eat ketchup. There sure are. There are lots of people who don't eat ketchup. Yep. Or maybe some people who like it on very specific things. Mm-hmm. So that means that when you're balancing it out like that, that there are people out there who quite possibly eat like 8 to 10 kilograms of ketchup yeah. a year, right? 20 plus pounds of ketchup a year yeah. in Canada. That's a lot of fucking ketchup. Well, and, and you, That's a small child's worth of yeah. ketchup. Do you want to know what makes this even more astounding? What? Okay. So, uh, probably at least half of the French fries you eat in Canada, you're not putting ketchup on, because you're putting either vinegar or gravy on them. Right. Uh, so w- that's a lot of other stuff to put right. ketchup on. I bet. I bet Canadians really. I, and if you're in Canada, craft dinner, know, they're putting it on the craft dinner probably. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I was going to say eggs. KD's big in Canada. What's craft dinner? Is that just frozen? Macaroni and cheese. Oh, I see. It's you called craft dinner in Canada. Like just the regular, uh, like what, in the box yeah. macaroni and cheese or, yeah. the, or like frozen? No, no, in the yeah, box. Just regular in the yeah. box. Craft dinner, huh? Yep, KD. <clears throat> Smothered in ketchup. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. That doesn't appeal to me. Uh, I was thinking eggs. I was thinking eggs. Maybe. And hamburgers. Hamburgers. Hot yeah. dogs. Hot dogs. Is ketchup a big thing on hot dogs in Canada? Uh, yeah, I guess so, probably. You know, uh, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but in Toronto, they have fantastic hot dog vendors all over the place. And mm-hmm. they basically compete to have who has the most and best toppings for your hot oh, dog. Oh, really? That are all free. Uh-huh. So they'll have, like, 
sauerkraut, banana peppers, three different kinds of ketchup, mayo, <coughs> bunch of mustards, different relishes. You know the worst street vendor hot dog I've ever had? Where? It was in London. Okay, sure. Seriously, like, don't get it. Okay. It's in, like, a plastic case. It's not, like, nothing about it is a hot dog. Yeah. It's, like, the worst sausage in the world, but they call it a hot dog for some reason. Uh-huh. They do not have a good hot dog culture in a... Good sausages overall. Yeah. You know, we all know about the bangers, but their hot dog culture is, I don't know, it's made up. It's fake. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no bueno. Um, but uh, condiments, Noel. Yep. Got to get rich from them. Yep. I got I got a quick little condiment <clears throat> fact. Okay. Uh, did you know that the condiment global market is growing at 3.2% a year and by 2020 is expected to reach... $23.4 billion. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of coin. Mayonnaise alone in this country. Uh-huh. Mayonnaise alone. Okay. $2 billion. Like it. $2 billion in mayonnaise yeah. sales. I like mayo. I do, too. I like making my own mayo. I prefer making my own mayo. Okay. Well, you're you're a, uh, a do-it-yourselfer, a maker. I don't even know how to respond to that. You don't have to respond. You guys, <laughs> condiments, right? How are we going to get rich with this? Well, let me tell you. Uh, so the, the, the first and easiest uh, way to get rich off condiments that comes to mind <clears throat> is how do we make people consume more condiments, right? Mm, yeah. How do, we, how do we up that 2.3 kilos of ketchup a year, you know? Uh, well... 3.1 if you live in Canada. 3.1. Yep. <laughs> 3.1 kilos of ketchup. Per person. Per person. You know, there's a... Uh, do you know who Stompin' Tom Commerce is? Never heard Stompin of him. Stompin' Tom Commerce? Connors? Canadian guy. He's a Canadian, yeah. like, kind of country singer. Uh-huh. And he's... Uh, everyone knows Stompin' Tom in Canada. Right. And he's got the ketchup song. And I don't remember the whole thing, but but there is the verse of... Because ketchup loves potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> He's also got like songs named after every town of more than like twenty five thousand people in Canada. I feel basically. like I've heard about yeah. that guy. I've I didn't realize. Yeah, I've I've heard of that aspect of him. Yeah, that he sings a he's yeah okay. All right. Uh, so, how do we make people consume more condiments? Well, uh, we can use fondue as an example. Uh, so fondue technically existed in Switzerland before, but nobody ate it. It was just a thing that like someone made a recipe for at one point, right? When you say it technically existed, meaning that it was, it, it was, there's proof that it was in cookbooks, right? right but right? they didn't like it there. Nobody ate it. Huh. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So, but, uh, the Swiss cheese union uh, which was a marketing and trading organization in Switzerland, uh, which from 1914 to 1999 served as a cartel to control cheese production. Uh, and they mandated production be limited to only three varieties, Grer, Emmenthal, and Sabins. I don't even know what that is. What what, what was that last one? Sabins, S-B-I-N-Z. Never heard of it. Yeah, that was one of the only three cheeses allowed to be produced in Switzerland for mm. a long time. Uh, so Gruyere, Emmentaler, and Spins. Yeah, Spins. 
spins. And uh, they bought all the cheese from all the farmers. Right. Uh, and they distributed it all themselves, mm-hmm. and they set the prices, <laughs> and uh, they also courted the national and international marketing for these three varieties of cheese. Mm-hmm. And so they found this recipe for fondue and popularized it in the 1930s as a Swiss Swiss national dish. And... As a way of increasing cheese consumption, which it was not. Nobody ate it. Okay. Uh, and it, they just popularized it, sold it as it's the national dish of Switzerland, and basically it was the only reason was cheese was the main course of this meal. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so it was introduced to the U.S. in the 1964 World's Fair in New York, and now uh, it is a popular dish in U.S., in Canada, in the U.K., all over, and in Switzerland, it's actually now considered the national dish, even though it basically was put forward by a marketing company. Mm-hmm. So, As so many national things are. Yeah. A- and, you know, they also mm-hmm. did, the Swiss Cheese Union also did the same thing for raclette. Mm-hmm. It, they basically made a, made a, found an old recipe that nobody used and sold it as, we all eat nothing but raclette here. There you go. They're pretty smart guys. Um, so, <laughs> there. Okay. Uh, they're the Washington Carver of cheese. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's the guy with the peanuts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver, yeah. Yeah. G-dubs. G-dubs. G-dubs C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we need to do the same thing for condiments, right? Well, so let's look at some food trends out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, low carbs in, right? Yep. Bread yep. out. <clears throat> yep. You know, and for some meals, that's fine. You know, I don't need to have a roll with my steak. I can I can cut that out. I can uh, eat zucchini pasta instead of pasta. Mm-hmm. But uh, where does that leave our uh, our staples of condiments? Our hot dogs, our burgers, right? So. I read a couple of years ago that uh, there was a chef in L.A. named Ernesto Uchimura mm-hmm. who created ketchup leather to keep yeah. his buns from getting soggy. Yeah, puts it on his burgers. Yeah, and if you look at it, it looks basically like a red slice of American cheese. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make his restaurant is called your father's uh, office or something like that. Okay. In L.A. I don't know. Where you can get the burger with the ketchup leather. Okay. Uh, so we're going to make uh, ketchup, mustard, relish, mayo leather tortillas, mm-hmm. in quotes, because mm-hmm. they're really just going to be dried ketchup, mustard, relish, and mayo, maybe uh, some, I don't know, other stuff in there. And we're going to wrap your burgers, hot dogs, and sandwiches in them to eat. Okay. Uh, and so we'll still ha- not only have a way... To keep the, the condiment staples alive. Right. It will not only be a condiment, but it will be a vehicle as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, Which will make them much more important. Yeah, they will. You, you can't skip that. Nope. Uh, and if we want to look even further in the future, at the big picture, you know, eventually, meat is going to go out of fashion. Yep. Right? Okay. It's bad for you. 
It's mm-hmm. bad for the environment. They what? What do they claim that cows take up all the land and they're the number one uh, makers of methane gas and yeah, methane they yeah. make. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna make hot dogs and hamburgers out of condiments. Right, so we're gonna make like ketchup and mustard pucks, Ugh. and you, you, it doesn't have to be. You you can water it down a little bit so it's not just pure ketchup mustard that you're eating. Uh huh. But we're gonna dry that into the shape of hot dogs Ugh. and hamburgers. Uh huh. And then we're gonna make meat flavored condiments and put them on top of the of the condiment burger, right? So we can have a ketchup mustard burger with like. Beef sauce that we pour on top. So the main dish, just like fondue, just will be like the condiment. Fondue. Just like fondue. Yeah. And we're going to also, we're going to make ketchup fries. Uh-huh. And then we're going to sprinkle salty potato flakes on top of them. And and we will be laughing all the way to the bank. Uh-huh. We'll be licking our fingers and counting our cash. Yeah, no. I mean, you know. Yeah. It sounds disgusting to me personally, but, you know, 100 years from now, who am I to say what tastes are going to be in? Yeah, yeah. You know, look, I met a kid today or yesterday who uh, chuggalugs that Soylent shit. Uh-huh. Have you heard about that I've stuff? I've heard about right. it. Right. So he orders this and, like, three meals a day because he doesn't know how to cook. He literally said this was one of the greatest lines I've ever heard in my life. Uh-huh. He, someone said to him, you know, why don't you order, like, Blue Apron? He goes, well, they don't have everything in there when you get it. And they were the person was like, no, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. That's like actually the point of yeah. Blue Apron. Yeah, yeah. It's everything's there. It's in the right quantities. And yeah. literally all you have to do is follow the instructions and put it all together. Yeah. He says, no, 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 they don't have everything. What do you mean they don't have everything? Well, they don't have things like the pots and the pans. Or the plates and the silverware. Well, then just order Chinese or something. Because he doesn't dude. have any of that. He fucking drinks this Soylent Green. This is a this person Soylent. who gets no enjoyment out of life. Well, if, that's if what you I... don't eat food. That's, that was exactly what I said to him. Yeah. I said to him, it's fine. It may have everything you need. Yeah. I don't personally believe, you know, your body's built to process stuff a certain way like maybe as a supplement every once in a while this Uh stuff is fine but as your main dietary uh uh situation i feel your body's gonna get really upset with you at some point yeah maybe you know he's like well i got my blood done and it's fine i said yeah that's fine for now see where you're at in 10 years of just drinking fucking soylent um but that was exactly what i said to him was you just are not enjoying anything, yeah. are you? Yeah. And he was like, I enjoy plenty. Yeah. I was like, you like don't what? really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was very upsetting. He's a that's robot. someone. He really is. Okay. He really is. Uh, that's look, like but that being said, you know, the point of that bringing that up was, you know, tastes are gonna change. Yeah. And you know, look, I certainly as a kid would have much preferred a ketchup sandwich than any other sandwich with ketchup on it. Mm-hmm. And I certainly made my fair share of mayonnaise sandwiches mm-hmm. where I took a couple slices of Wonder Bread and just spread a good goop of mayonnaise on it and ate that. So, you know, yeah. a puck of mayonnaise, maybe not a bad idea. You know, I don't know if you remember, uh, there's a, a very well-known chef named Wiley Dufresne mm-hmm. who uh, made like a very fancy deconstructed duck pastrami dish mm-hmm. where he made it like a Reuben 
and it was all deconstructed and and he made these uh deep fried uh mayonnaise cubes mm-hmm. that were really good yeah yeah good Sounds stuff good. yeah it's good um yeah so i mean as a money maker i like it as uh i'm not saying what i wanted d- right no i got you i got you it was it was money. it was hard for me to like break through my distaste uh-huh. for it on just a strictly like flavor level yeah to but i i have can't i have to see the uh extraordinary money-making possibilities mm-hmm. of that. You could put some protein powder in there with sure. it, some you vitamins. Make a whole series of condiment meal replacement shakes. Yeah. You know? So I am in the same boat. The issue isn't, uh, you know, the condiments are huge, yeah. right? It's how do you make them bigger? Yeah. It's hard to get people eating more of it. As you say, you have to, to actually get them to do that. Yeah. You actually have to replace things with the condiment, right? Now, there are people that are going to be happy to do that, usually in the age range of like 4 to 12, Yep, I would imagine. <coughs> Adults who are used to have maybe a more refined palate, that may not be their cup of tea, mm-hmm. as it were, or a cup of, cup of ketchup, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking, how do you sell more of this product uh-huh. uh, that people love but get them maybe to use it for other things, mm-hmm. right? Multitask with it. You know, in the same way that, like, that one jar of Vaseline has medicinal purposes. Sure. Sexual purposes. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, beauty purposes. Okay. Um, uh, uh, you know, that pretty much covers it. Prank. Prank purposes, yeah. right? There's just like a multiple multiple uses for it, yeah. right? You can use Vaseline for a lot of things, and mm-hmm. therefore you can buy. You'll use a lot of Vaseline, yeah, right. So, can you do that with condiments? And the answer, uh-huh. remarkably, okay, is yes. All right, I did some research, and I was like, you know, just if you just have to look a quick look for other uses for condiments, right? And when you look it up, you see vinegar can be used as a fabric softener. Mm-hmm. Uh, salt is used as a stain remover. Uh, we actually use salt. Uh, if you have salt is what you should use to clean uh, uh, cast iron pans okay. after you finish cooking with them to get any uh, stuff out. It's just an abrasive, and you're not using water on it. You just pour a bunch of kosher salt in there and rub it in really hard with a with a rag and you clean your pan up and oh. then you wipe it out and yeah. then uh, you know you don't put any soap or water in there and get rid of that patina that you've built up uh apparently mustard can be used as a muscle relaxant uh-huh. if you add it to uh your bath with uh some epsom salt the mustard apparently helps relax your 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 thing i mean so many things mm-hmm. but then i found out Ketchup is now number two after being number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, ketchup has like eight or nine uses beyond just eating it Okay, that you can use it for. And so I thought to myself, well, if you can use it for this, why don't you? Why don't you? But package it as such. Yeah. Right? So ketchup can be used to clean saucepans. Uh-huh. And by clean it, I mean like with copper saucepans in particular, they'll get that oxidation on the outside. Uh-huh. Well, the acetic acid in ketchup works to 
kill the oxidation. Oh, okay. Right? So you just scrub it on there and rinse it off. Um, for the same reason, uh, it works if you're a woman and you your hair is discolored mm-hmm. after uh, being out in the sun for too long, you know, your coloration. If you wash your hair with ketchup, it stops the oxidation. Uh, it works for uh, as a face mask. Mm-hmm. Again, the acids and the lycopene from the tomatoes plump up your skin and take away and, and slough off any dead skin. Um, uh, in England, uh-huh. it's used to, uh, you've heard the, the thing where like, if you get sprayed by a skunk, yeah. you, uh, bathe in tomatoes. you bathe in tomato yeah. juice, right? Well, apparently it's a thing that dogs, there's foxes all over England. So if you're in an area in the U S that has foxes, you can do this as well. Uh, they will find, uh, Fox droppings, and mm-hmm. they love rolling around in fox droppings. Herschel would probably do that if we had foxes. He likes rolling around in goose shit. Yeah. So I imagine fox droppings is kind of the same thing. They love stinking themselves up. Uh-huh. Well, again, very intense smell, but if you... Uh, it's it's a two-part thing. One is the tomato base in the ketchup uh-huh. helps neutralize the smell, and then the vinegar in the ketchup helps uh, uh, chemically break down the stickiness of the scat okay. that's all over the thing. So you shampoo the dog in ketchup, right? Um, cleaning silver jewelry, again, same thing. Mm-hmm. The, the, the oxidation, you know, getting rust off of garden furniture. I mean, it can go on and on and on. Like, yeah. there are several uses for it. So I say what you do is you come up with your own ketchup uh-huh. uh, 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 recipe. Right, so it's yours. You're not, or you can just rebottle Heinz for all I give a shit. Yeah, Heinz would be more than happy to sell you at like super cut, low rate prices. Sure, and you get yourself, you find a good marketing company, good PR company, you make up some fancy advertising uh-huh. and more importantly, fancy packaging. Right, you know, eau de tomate, catsup, catsup pour l'homme, yeah, anything like that, and you market it as these various different things. I think marketing it as an all in one is a mistake in this day and age. Yeah. I think people like specific things, yeah. but just a way to sell more ketchup yeah. and put it out there. And ketchup will go back to being the number one condiment sold in America, Yeah, just putting it out there. You know, you know what you could do as well is you could sell accoutrements to be able to use the condiment in that mm-hmm. different way, mm-hmm. right? So you could yep. make a like a, a shallow tray that's meant to put your silverware in and, mm-hmm. and put the ketchup in. Yeah, And exactly. you could make almost like a... Like a tea uh, ball uh-huh. that you could put the mustard in and dip into your bath. Right, yes, absolutely. And make a, a scrubbing thing uh-huh. that has a, a place where you can screw in a, a bottle of ketchup for sure. like scrubbing your yep. furniture or whatever. You can make, yeah, absolutely. You can do all that kind of stuff. You can, for instance, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. You can make like a loofah with the ingredients already in it. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to necessarily put a big gob of ketchup in your hand. Yeah. And uh, to exfoliate, or or make people think that you need this special glove, right? To 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 massage the ketchup, the ketchup into your into hair your hair, or, right? Or, yeah, yeah. And that glove could be meat scented. It could. Be. So you could be sitting in a hot shower, yeah. And it's all heat activated, so you're sitting in a hot shower, yeah. And it's like you're at a Five Guys, yeah. While you're you know washing your hair, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah solid. Uh, okay, I like it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, you know what else is solid, guys? What? It is 
Josh and Noel's newest segment, Josh and Noel Sell Out, in which every week we explore ways that Josh and I are actively pursuing our lifelong dream of selling out to corporate America. Uh, you know, the classic ways you can get on the internet, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, hit the sponsor button, and pledge an amount every month to come out for the rest of the season, about five months. Uh, half that money will go to Josh and I. Keep us in fancy ketchup. Mm. Uh, half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Keep them in cats up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you hate us, if you're like, come on, guys, ketchup is for, you know, children. Get off the air. I want to listen to a show about roast beef. Then you can... Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, hit the uh, pledge button, <laughs> and uh, pledge an amount, one time or reoccurring, all that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn, none of that money will go to Josh, and you get a tax break. A tax <laughs> well, well, but does some of it go to you? None of, sp- it. Uh, none of okay, it. None of it goes to Okay, you just said none of it goes to Josh. Or Noel. Okay. Yeah. Just I thought maybe because you were part of the Star Chamber. There I was now, just. I I know that, that maybe you get you, a piece. You're the one they really don't want. Getting that <laughs> I money. know. That everyone hates me. <laughs> it's okay. I'm mean. That's right. I mean that's the persona I've taken on on air. Uh huh. So people, because you are naturally a nice guy, because you're Canadian. Yeah. And uh, uh, so I have to play the mean American. Uh, don't don't act like I. The I, dynamic. Rubber rubber arm. Uh-huh. You got force of the rubber arm, my friend. <laughs> uh, so you guys. But we know the big money, the real money, the life-changing money is in corporate sponsorship, right? So yeah. Heinz, get out here. French's, get up here. HP, we want it. Worcester sauce, give it to us. What, what sauce? Worcester sauce. What sauce? Worcester sauce. <laughs> you say it worse every time. No, I, I feel don't. Like I'm gonna I say you. it better every time. Uh, <laughs> well, but is, is, is Cheese Whiz a condiment? Yeah, condiments are very broad. Cheese whiz. Come on, craft. <clears throat> yeah. Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. Cupie Mayo. Hellman's. Hellman's. Best food. Come on, guys. You know the whole Hellman's is only Hellman's in the East Coast, right? Wait, oh, I didn't know that. And in the West Coast, it's best foods. Uh. Because I think there is... I can't remember how it went. It was either Best Foods originally, mm-hmm. and then there was a Best Foods in the East Coast, so they had to name it something else or vice versa. Okay. I'm not eating that weird Best Foods mayo, though. Same as Hellman's. Nah, I don't believe it. It's the same exact thing. I don't thing. believe it. Same I wouldn't exact buy thing. it. Same I'd rather exact thing. I'd rather eat Miracle Whip. $800 million Hellman's made off of mayonnaise well, last year. There you go. Yeah. There you go, guys. We're going to get some of that. Yep. Uh, but you guys, we, are, we don't have those guys yet. Nope. You know what we have? We have our first sponsor, our favorite sponsor, our best sponsor, our only sponsor, Mr. Monty Lamonti. Please take it away. Hey, everybody. It's your best friend, Monty Lamonti. And I'm back again with an amazing tip for you. My best friend. This is to all the loud clappers out there. Hey, tone it the freak down. What is the matter with you? I've watched some of these people when I'm out at events and whatnot, and I see them putting so much effort into this stupid clap. It's gotta be really loud, and they they laugh, and they look at people, and they want everyone to see them clapping and hear it. And it's like, just calm down, man. We know you're enjoying the show. We're all enjoying the show. 
You don't need to be the loudest clapper. It's ridiculous. Plus, it hurts people's ears. Come on. Trying to raise the decibels on a clap? Get it together. Clap quieter. As always, a positive influence in your life because I'm your best friend, Monty Lamonti. And remember, if you heard this, you should support your best friend, Monty Lamonti, and send me $2. That's right, $2 via PayPal at Montyism, M-O-N-T-E-I-S-M at Yahoo.com. Thank you very much, and tone down your stupid clap. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't even know what to say about that one. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you guys. Stop clapping so long. <laughs> or loud. Loud, loud yeah. because, you know. Stop tipping so long. Stop, <laughs> that's right. Stop clapping so loud. Yeah, <laughs> stop tipping so long. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, because clearly Monty doesn't like it. Yeah. I would imagine the performers must hate it, too. No, they hate people they clapping hate people so clapping loud and laughing. excitedly for their the work that they're doing. Yeah. What events are Monty going to? Is Monty going to? He does comedy stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are they and, and he, he they produces shows. shows. He does a lot of storytelling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like moth-style stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He used to have a... Uh, in, when he lived in Chicago, he and another friend of his hosted a reoccurring storytelling show all about people pooping themselves, and then they podcast it as I Shit You Not. <laughs> and it's all stories of people pooping, peeing, puking, stuff like that on themselves. That's great. Yeah, it's it's pretty entertaining. The title alone is worth a listen. Yeah. Uh, you guys... Every week, we give you a topic to get super freaking rich with, right? Super califrickin' super rich. Super freaking rich. Uh, so this week, this a North American week, we give you, because you're all barbecuing, condiments, right? Yeah. But we, is barbecuing a big part of uh, Canada Day? Sure is, man. I don't know. I, I, it's a summer holiday. You, I didn't even know that Canada existed till you told me about it last <laughs> year. And then I for, immediately forgot about it after we discussed it. Uh-huh. And then you reminded me again Canada this year. Day, man. It's a big yeah. one. Yeah, you drink beer. You, you go swimming. If you have a cottage, you go out to your cottage. You barbecue. Yeah. Um, and uh, But we also... We hide actively. We do this. We do this intentionally. We put another mini topic somewhere in the like show. An Easter egg. An Easter egg somewhere like, for you to find. That's right. We don't let you know about it at all. Yeah. Up just, no, right. It's yeah. a different topic. Unbelievable. A smaller topic. We are so on the ball. And 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 you can get even more rich with that topic. All this work we do for you. Yeah. So if you're air drying your ketchup right now into hot dog form. <laughs> If, if if you are are, are waiting artisanally yeah. air dried ketchup, if if you're scrubbing your dog down with a load of hide fifty seven, <laughs> listen to this. Come back later. Listen to the rest of the show. Make even more money, please. Josh, take it away. The get rich quick tip of the week brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. The second way to earn a thousand dollars in the next week is to sell door-to-door. There's so many different things that you can sell door-to-door, but you have to be creative and you have to do it in the right place 
and at the right times. Keep in mind that there are certain neighborhoods and businesses that will not allow you to sell door to door. So if you go there and it's illegal, then you will get kicked out and even prosecuted against the law. However, there are a lot of places that you can go if you choose correctly. Pick a middle class neighborhood or higher so that you don't have to walk too far to get from each door. You should be able to sell something within an hour or two so that you can be able to make a profit within a reasonable amount of time. Uh, <laughs> because those poor people live on these estates that are so far you can hardly see your neighbor. Just huge gaps between them, all the property they have. Yeah. I'm waiting for one of these tips to make it that $1,000 a day is going to be like, Panhandle in the subway station. Yeah. <laughs> if you sit in a wealthy enough neighborhood subway station, you can make $1,000 in seven days. Yeah. It's, you know, about as good advice as any of the other advice he's giving. Yeah. Just randomly sell door-to-door -door in a neighborhood. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's, it's illegal. illegal. <laughs> you don't want to get arrested against the law. Nope. Nope. Uh, you know, uh, you guys better watch out, too, because the last time we gave any one person this much attention... He became president. That fucking jerk became president. <laughs> so, uh, what's this guy's name? <laughs> Daniel Ally. Yeah, watch out, guys. He's yep. gonna. He's well. You know what? I, I welcome him. Yeah, He'd I was be a, a, say. a massive improvement. Yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing in this case. No. You know what else isn't a bad thing, guys? In this case, condiments. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get rich off them. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple smaller ones here. Okay. Okay. So, I looked into what exists <laughs> as far as like flavor profiles and flavor types for condiments, right? Uh, I went through the whole Heinz 57 site uh -huh. and, and and then just started randomly Googling other stuff as I was coming up with ideas. Uh, and it, it also reminded me a lot of chips, right? I was in Canada last week. I'm going to be in the UK next week. Both countries, awesome chips. Are you talking crispy chips, like crisps yeah. chips? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, potato chips. As opposed to, well, you know, in, in England, when you talk about chips, yeah. you're talking about uh, fries. Yeah, but they're wrong. Uh, so Okay. Uh, and, I'll, go, and, I'll go with that. And not only do you have fantastic flavors of all types. Mm -hmm. Prawn cocktail. Prawn cocktail's good. Roasted chicken. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, in Canada, you have ketchup chips. Which are good. Which you can get in, in the UK as yeah, well. Yeah, you know what? The States is slowly but surely picking up its uh it, its chip game. I wasn't talking about the States. I said the UK. You can get ketchup chips. Oh, I haven't seen them out there. Yeah, they're there. Okay. They're, they have the Worcester sauce ones. Yep. Which are great. The which sauce? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. I, I say it right. You say it wrong. You say Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire, I say. Worcestershire sauce. I say Worcestershire sauce. Now you said Worcestershire. That's what I was saying all the... No. I, I never say Worcestershire. Well, that's what it is. Worcestershire. It's not Worcestershire. Yeah, it's it is. Worcestershire. It's not Worcestershire. It's Worcestershire. <laughs> You're changing the. No, I'm not. Every I'm, time. I'm just. I'm just hitting all, everything in there, so, so it actually sounds almost like what it's supposed to no, be. No, so so for for dumb ears, that's Worcestershire. What I'm, doing. I'm dumbing it down for uh, Ding Dong over here. Worcestershire. Uh, sauce. Anyway, guys, Canada ketchup chips, lots of others. They're delicious. Uh huh. Uh, they have extreme dill chips. Yeah. They have sour cream and dill. Uh-huh. They have dill Doritos. Lots of dill. A lot of dill. Dill is um, big in Canada. Yeah, apparently. dill got big. <clears throat> uh they always had like, you know, dill chips. Yeah. 
but then yeah, they got big. But not like dill pickle. Dill pickle. Oh, okay. Dill yeah, pickle, pickle chips. Right. Um, so which you can get here in the states. Yeah, you can now. Lots yeah, they, of places. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you, Josh. Yeah, I'm, I'm arguing with you. I know you are. I'm going to ruin <laughs> this idea. You <laughs> well, you're trying to. Uh, so pickles are also all the rage here. Uh huh. You, you now can get pickle chips here. Yeah. You also have you know the whole artisanal Brooklyn pickle scene. Uh huh. You've got picklebacks. Mm-hmm. Pickles are uh, they're on the rise. I made pickles for you. You did. I appreciate it. They were good goddamn pickles. I know. I know. I know, Josh. Uh, I should have. I should have soaked the chips in them. Okay. So uh, if we look back at that hindsight, uh, they've got basically everything they have, be it whatever condiment, if it's barbecue sauce, ketchup, mm-hmm. uh, mustard, so they can all be gotten spicy, yep. sweet, yep. garlic, yeah, uh, to different degrees, right? So mm-hmm. they'll be like, they have sriracha spicy, they've got jalapeno spicy, they've got all these different types of spicy sweet and garlic right you know what they don't have what anything dill mother anything so i went on the google their relish and i started googling there's basically almost no dill condiments in the world you can get that are prepared there's recipes of how to make dill things but they don't sell it Aren't right? relishes that they, they that's the only one actually okay. that I, so I shouldn't say that you can get dill relish but even that's hard to find in stores I love dill relish I hate sweet relish uh-huh. I love dill relish okay um, I'll make my basically own I'll take dill pickles and just mince them How about hot dog relish you ever get hot dog relish which is the relish with mustard mixed into it's it it's made with sweet relish I don't like it I know but it's got mustard mixed into it I don't like sweet pickles but it's got mustard mixed into it all right uh, I'm gonna just sabotage your ideas uh, so. <laughs> Uh, you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna make dill condiments. Okay. Right? Uh, the the no brainer out there, the the super obvious one, is dill mayo. Right. Okay. Right. You can go out there. You can get chipotle mayo. Huh. You can do stuff like that. Dill mayo. Yeah. You, all you need is liquid. Uh, basically, or or even dill weed. You could put in it. True. Well, you're talking about going. So you're not necessarily talking about pickling. You're talking about specifically dill. Well, dill or dill and vinegar. That's basically all pickle is. It's dill and vinegar. Uh, or if we're going to talk about dill and vinegar, make dill vinegar, which is basically just going to be like pickle juice mm-hmm. that you can put in your fries. That you can uh, anything you can put vinegar on, man. Yeah. You can put pickle vinegar on. I mean, you, yeah, if you're doing it vinegar-wise, you know, the way I make the pickles, we do a brine. So yeah. So it's not actually a vinegar. But but but, it but you make... Right. No, but I'm with you. Okay. I'm getting you. Right. I'm 100% okay. with right. you on this. All right. You're so with me that you won't let me do it. No, do you, it. You could make uh, dill ketchup. Uh, uh-huh. You know, there's been weirder things out there. Sure, but uh, who doesn't eat a burger? Like, how many people don't eat... Yeah, how many people eat a burger with the pickles exactly. on it? Exactly, and with the ketchup, exactly. they go together. They go together. Absolutely, make yourself some dill mayo, mm-hmm. dill ketchup, dill vinegar, dill mustard. Yeah, uh, and anything else you can think of putting dill on. There you, you go. That's idea number one. Dill ranch dressing. Dill ranch dressing. Yeah, it would be great. It's right. like just a more you know. Okay, but, but okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, okay, so idea two, guys. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Uh, I thought about what's great on sandwiches. As a kid, I always loved making sandwiches and putting Doritos on them, right? It yeah. was great. Yeah, crunch. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you look at Taco Bell made those tacos with the Dorito shells. Uh-huh. So like gangbusters over 
10 million sold a mm-hmm. month. A month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought about making sandwich-sized Doritos that you could put on like a slice of cheese. Oh, I see. That's but a good idea. But then I thought, you know, that's too much packaging because really you'd, you'd want to keep it separate from the sandwich until it's ready to rock, yeah. you know? You don't want to put it on there and then take it to school, uh, right? It wouldn't be convenient. Uh, then I th- thought about making nacho cheese condiments for sandwiches, mm-hmm. and it tastes good, but the texture of the crunch is half the appeal of putting the Doritos yep. on there, yep. right? Uh, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to make like little ketchup packet size of nacho, taco, ranch sauce, right? Any flavor you can think of a Dorito, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to put it in little ketchup uh you know, disposable things. Right. And we're going to make it like ma- magic shell ice cream topping. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so you, you're going to have to change the formula a little bit because uh-huh. it's not going to be on something cold. Right. But we're going to pour this nacho, taco, ranch, whatever sauce onto your sandwich out of a little disposable ketchup container. You put on your sandwich. It hardens and becomes crispy. Mm-hmm. And if you want, you could also make it Frito flavored because I know yeah, some people no, put Fritos sure. on their sandwiches. Or chip flavored, like like potato. Yeah, chip or, or chip flavored. Yeah, like to put potato chips on there. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. But yeah, you got to make it though like that magic shell stuff. Yeah, so I, it so it hardens and gets crispy, has the texture, but is portable. I even like the idea, even maybe while it's certainly much more portable in the packets, uh-huh. where you get like a dunking container, uh-huh. and you can dunk your sandwich in there. So if you want like extra, you can really double dunk it, okay, and get like super heavy crispy and crunch on it as uh, every bite it'd be like battered almost yeah oh there you go no i think that's an amazing <laughs> idea yeah i can't imagine what chemical process is going to be necessary there'll to be make some chemicals happen. going on yeah there might be but so yeah. what yeah so, so what? what yeah we're, we're yeah. all eating chemicals anyway guys. Right. we're all gonna die imagine taking uh-huh your uh artisanally air-dried ketchup patty and dipping it in your dorito crunch Goop, yeah, and then pouring some beef flavored condiment on top of that. That's what we're talking about, Dude, guys. That would be the bomb, yeah. Uh, that's a great idea. Uh, I have a couple of quick ones. So, okay. one, uh, this is super quick, but we all have extra ketchup packets laying around, yep. right? You collect everyone's extra ketchup packets, they have started making uh, uh, packing peanuts out of cornstarch, uh-huh. uh, basically the same process as making like puff Cheetos, uh-huh. uh, but without any flavoring to them. Right, so you can actually eat these packing peanuts, mm-hmm. right? And they're biodegradable and they're edible if you want to eat them for any reason. I say this is a product that's already out there. You just collect them all and you sell the ketchup packets as packing peanuts. <laughs> right? They're soft, they're uh-huh. pliable, they smoosh. You can really pack a load in there, and then you know you, you it's the gift that keeps on giving because sure then they can take it and use it on uh, whatever they need it for, whatever. for ketchup. So that was one. The other one is. New delivery systems for standard condiment. Every, you know what I mean? The soy sauce bottle is always the same around the world. The ketchup bottle is either the glass bottle or some kind of squeezy tube, uh-huh. right? Same with mustard. Mayonnaise, it's always a jar. I say, like, you can do a thing for parties, right? The big thing now in parties is having, like, bars, Right. And so you can go and like there you'll go to a a wedding, for instance. And Uh I was at a wedding where they had a mac and cheese bar 
as part of the thing. So there would be like this thing of mac and cheese and then all the different things you can scoop on sure. it. So you could do like burger bars and things like that. But the ketchup and the mustard are in like chocolate fountains. Oh, yeah. Right? And so it's just this sheet of ketchup and mustard coming down that you can just run it underneath. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, s- turning s- old squirt guns. Uh-huh into uh, condiment dispensers, sure. anything along those lines, but you be the one who packages that stuff up and sells it as an extra for the condiment. Uh-huh. And even then sells it to the major players as like, look at this exciting new way to package your product, yep. whatever it may be. So those are two quick ones yeah. for you right there. I, I like them. Uh, and if you guys like them and you want to tell Josh how much you like them, you can get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can email us at grqwithjoshandnoel at gmail.com. Or you can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash grqjoshnoel. You can go on iTunes. You can subscribe. You can rate. You can review. You should. It helps us. Uh, and if you are a person who only listens to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on wherever it is that you listen to us, we implore you, please, <clears throat> tune in Saturday nights at 8 o'clock to Radio Free Brooklyn. Listen to us. Get the tips five days before anyone else. Uh so, uh, we got a lot of money in our pockets. What are we going to do with that money? Well, Josh does some research. He's going to let you know. But Josh, please take it away. Save that money! If there's one thing we love as much as our precious shoes, it's our handbags. And if diamonds are a girl's best friend, this purse might be enough to forfeit the rest of our purse collections altogether. Of course, you'd probably have to sell off all your other purses to afford the 1,001 Nights Diamond Purse. This exquisite handbag is officially the world's most expensive according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Its estimated value is an incredible $3.8 million. It's in an eye-catching heart shape and is encrusted with 4,517 differently colored diamonds, 105 of which are yellow, 56 of which are pink, and the remaining 4,356 are colorless. The total amount of diamonds weigh an amazing 381.92 carats. The bag itself is handcrafted from 18 karat gold. To create this masterpiece, 10 artisans worked 1,100 hours over a period of four months. There you go. Yeah. You can wear it with your ruby slippers. That's right. You guys, uh, so we know our ideas are good enough to quit your job and get take out loans and uh, and put your hole into. But how do you know? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules getting rich quick. Josh, where do rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules are how to act like a rich girl in 15 steps from WikiHow. All right. <laughs> uh, number one, be polite and use excellent manners. That's right. Canada Day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and finally, number two, make time to volunteer. That's right, you guys. Volunteer. Help. Help. An old lady across the street, take her inside, open up her condiment drawer, and take all her open old ketchup That's packets. right. Uh, so we're two for two. That's so right. that means we're getting rich. So once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs>